Good morning, Crestmont. Hey, uh, if you don't know me, my name is Devontae Thorne. Um, I'm one of the pastors here um, at Crestmont. And for the next six weeks, we're, we're going to be doing a sermon series um, on the promises of God. And I have like the privilege of just kicking this thing off. All right, so I'm really honored, and I just want to say thank you to you guys. Um, I know you guys didn't like take a like a tally or a vote. Like, is Devontae gonna preach today? Like, I know you guys didn't do that, um, but <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, and you're not like throwing tomatoes at me right now. Like, I appreciate it, you know. But um, I really just want to say thank you. Like, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Like, I don't take it lightly. Um, and thank you, thank you to the Lord, you know, for this opportunity. Um, as I was. Uh, in prayer this uh, week, um, there's a, something that kept coming to my head, and it was honor the pastor, honor the pastor, honor the pastor. Um, and I was talking uh, to somebody here this morning, and I really felt like I should um, honor the pastor. Um, Joel, uh, I might cry. Shoot. Okay. Um, <laughs> woo! Um, I don't know, man. You've, you say this about me a lot, and I think I just, I feel like I learned it from you, but your humility um, in leadership is something that I really admire, and I am going to cry. Um, and I'm just really thankful. <sighs> yeah, you've, you've, I don't know, you just lead really well, man, and it's through the grace of the Lord. So, <sighs> hey, man. All right, I got to get myself together. <sighs> <sighs> All right, so, ooh, all right, so <laughs> we're going to be in Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30, okay? Um, and I really feel like God just has some things to speak to us about, so you can turn there in your uh, Bibles, there's a Bible in front of you, or it should be on the screen behind me eventually, and, um, or you can, like, turn it on your phone. So, um, we good? You guys there? It's behind me. All right, so we're going to read. Um, all right. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. I got to knock one down my nose. Um, wait, wait, there's, oh, thanks, Steve. Appreciate you, appreciate you. I didn't expect all that. All right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, so there's a lot. Oh, well, let's, let's pray, and then I'll get into that. Um, Father, I just want to thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy and your love, Father God, for us. Uh, you have been really gracious, Father God. Um, I thank you that I'm speaking, Father God, to family. I thank you, Father, that we are one um, in your body. Um, and I just pray, Father God, I just want to get out the way. You speak, Father. Do what you need to do. Um, you are welcome here. Your spirit's already here, Lord. We thank you for it. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so there's a lot of things um, that Paul talks about in this scripture, um, and I just kind of want to break it down, okay? So I just want to break it down and go, like, step by step, uh, and so we can just understand this uh, better, all right? So it says that, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of, all right? And the first point is, um, those who love him, okay? So when I hear those who love him, I think about, the first question that comes to my mind is, um, how do I know I love God, right? Um, so how do I know I love God? And another question that comes to my mind is, um, uh, where does love come from, 
Okay, so love, uh, we see in 1 John 4, 8, love, God is love, okay? So God is love. So we cannot love God without God. Like, God is love. Like, there's just no way to love God without God, okay? Um, So that's the first part, all right? Secondly, um, we see in 1 John 4, 12 uh, that um, there's another part to this, and it says that no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. All right, so if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. All right, so I'm not saying this is the only way to test if you love God or not, but um, this is really plain in scripture that our relationships with others determine, I mean, are a big factor in our uh, expressing our love um, to God, okay? So our relationships with others um, are crucial if we love God, okay? So it, it shows up in our actions, okay? It shows up in our um in, our, in the things that we say, okay, in our words. And it even shows up in our thoughts, all right? Um, so you can, like, you can say you love somebody and you can do the, be saying the right things and doing the right things um, and just looking all great on the outside, but you can be cussing somebody out in your head, all right? So you can be doing and saying all the right things, but if your thoughts, even your thoughts don't line up, all right? That's not love, all right? And God um, is love, so our ability to love one another um, is a direct correlation into what, um, into how we love God, okay? So um, we also see this in John um, 13, 35. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, all right? So even Jesus said this to his disciples. If you love one another, they will know. They will know that you are my disciple. They will know that you love. They, they know you are mine, okay? So that's the first part, all right? Love, all right? God is love, all right? And if we, our relationships with others um, our direct correlation to our relationship with the Lord. Okay? Cool? All right. Let's keep moving. All right. So um, the next part is, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. We talked about that. And then who are called according to his purposes. All right? So the purposes um, or called, John, I mean, John, Paul talks about um, being called. All right? And in the following verses in 29 and 30, uh, we see that um, Paul like kind of explains what it means to be called. So I'm going to go from, uh, from 29 and go down to 30, and we're going to um, see what it means to be called. Okay, so the first part, it says that um, for those God for new, for, go, for those God for new. Okay, let's pause there. So for new, um, so the definition for new means to be aware of um, before it happens. All right, just being aware of before it happens. Okay, um, and then predestined means to um, destine someone for a particular fate or purpose, all right? So basically, well, disclaimer, I, wanna, I know there's some like controversy between, I mean, with these words um, and like predestination, all these different things. I'm not trying to get at any of that, all right, <laughs> at all. Um, none of that, all right? What I'm trying to get at is the simplest form of this. And basically, all it is is God knew us, he foreknew us, he knew us before we were even born, before we were even in our mother's womb, okay? He knew us, all right? And he knew we would need a savior, Right? And he, he put us here for a purpose. Okay? That's just it. That's it. He knew us before we were in our mother's wombs, and he, he knew we'd be here for a purpose, and he knew we'd need a savior. Okay? All right. Good on that. So, here, let me keep this over here. So, stay. Okay. So, uh, what does it mean to be called? Okay? So, if God knew us before we were in our mother's womb, and he predestined us to be uh, on this earth, right, um, for his purpose, then what uh, does it mean to be called, okay? To be called means that you are, you, me, everyone, we are chosen, okay? We are chosen by God, all right? God chose us, 
All right, we see this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 13, I mean, chapter 2, verses 13 through 14, okay? And it reads, But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you may share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so first fruits, all right, um, God. Um, God chose us to be his first fruits, okay? Um, in the manuscripts, um, there's another translation that I think fits perfectly with what we're talking about, and I want to reread it. Um, and it, instead of first fruits, it says, from the beginning, you were chosen, okay? So I'm going to read it um, with that in it. Uh, so, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, you were chosen to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So from the beginning, all right? So we're going back. So for new, um, predestined, he knew us before we were in our mother's womb, all right? He knew, like, he knew us intimately, all right? And he put us here for a reason. Um, and it's, it's, it's from the beginning. He chose us from the beginning. We were saved from the beginning, okay? Um, so I just I can't say that enough. From the beginning, we were uh, loved. We were chosen, okay? Um, and we're called according to his purposes. And his purpose for us is always to bring him glory, all right? His purpose for us is always that we bring him glory. He gets all the glory. He gets it all, okay? It's not, none of us and all of him. It's, it's him. He's the reasoning um, for everything, okay? So he is the reason, all right? So let's kind of recap a little bit. So, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Okay, so for those he foreknew, he also predestined. And those he predestined, he also called. All right? And the next one is, for those he called, he also justified. All right? So um, justification. Um, justification, for me, um, can be broken down to another word that's not even shorter. It's like the same length, which is righteousness, okay? Um, so it's like, it's not any simpler, you know, but for me, it just kind of like it goes hand in hand. Um, and righteousness, if you don't know what righteousness means, it means to be, um, or what it means to be righteous, it means to be in right standing with the Lord or blameless or without fault, okay? So righteous, we are righteous, we are blameless, we are um, in right standing, we are without fault, Okay? Um, a good way to remember this for me is, um, I know you've probably heard this several times, but if you are in a courtroom and the righteous judge, who is the father, is um, in the judge seat, I guess that's what it's called, the judge seat, and um, the enemy is the one accusing you. He's the one that you're on trial for um, because of, and he's accusing you. He's telling the judge all these, all these things that you did, all these things that you committed, right? And then the verdict comes, and the verdict is always, Joel talked about this earlier, the verdict is always not guilty, okay, when you're in Christ. The verdict is always not guilty, all right? And it's not because you did, it's not because you did anything special or you didn't do what the enemy said. He's probably, you probably did the things that he said, right? But it's not because of you, it's because of Jesus that we are able to always have the verdict not guilty, okay? It's not anything that we did. It's because of the cross um, and the price that was paid through Jesus for our lives, all right? Amen, amen. So, um, Moving forward. Okay, so this recap. I just want to keep recapping so we're on the right track, okay? And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes, because those he foreknew, he also predestined. Those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. 
And lastly, those he justified, he also glorified, okay? Um, when I think of, like, glory, um, I think of something that's, like, honorable, like something that needs to be honored, you know? Like, something that's worth glorified, like, I think it needs to be honored. Um, so for me, um, when I hear that we were glorified, I think that God honors us. He honors every single one of us. He honors us. Um, excuse me. And we see this in John 17, 22. Um, and it says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. This is Jesus talking. This is Jesus right before he's going to get betrayed. He's talking. He's praying to the Father, and he's talking about us. He's talking about us, the disciples. He's talking about us. He's saying, the glory, Father, that you've given me, I'm giving to them. All right? Um, and it, again, it's nothing that we deserve. It's nothing that we did to earn it. All right? But God is just, Jesus is so gracious that the gift that he got from the Father in heaven, um, he gave it to us just because he loves us. We don't deserve it. Um, and this is just a beautiful, I don't know, just a beautiful thought to, to think about because God, because Jesus didn't have to. All right? He could have kept his glory for himself, you know, but he came down for us. All right? Um, so, application. Why am I saying all this stuff? All right, um, my first point is no more striving. We do not, I feel like I felt this heavily when I was uh, like preparing for this. God does not want us striving for his love anymore. Like it's, it's done. We don't need to do that anymore, okay? Because everything that I just mentioned has nothing to do with us. Everything I just mentioned, us being, uh, us being uh, for new, him, him for, new, for knowing us, him predestining us, um, him calling us, us being justified, us being glorified. It's all, everything, it's through him, all right? So that means our, it's already solidified. Our love is already solidified in the Father. So we don't need to strive for it anymore. We have to work for it. It's not based on your actions in the first place. It's a free gift that he, give, he gave us, right? It's a free gift, and because it's a free gift, we can't lose it, all right? We didn't do anything to earn it, and we can't lose it. So striving... Um, it's something I feel like God is just like, guys, we're, just, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Because it's, it's just, there's no point. We can't strive for something we already have. Amen? Amen. Um, and I, I was reading a commentary, and it made a really uh, good point. And any, there's nowhere in this passage talking about sanctification. Um, sanctification, if you don't know, um, is being um, set apart. Um, and it... It doesn't have anything to do, like, with sanctification, like this passage. It doesn't talk about it at all. Um, And the reasoning for this, um, it says, and it reads, it is probably left out deliberately because sanctification is the one area in which human cooperation is essential. Right? So our cooperation in sanctification, our cooperation with the Lord and being obedient and doing the things he wants us to do and just following, dying to ourselves, like, all this stuff... Um, involves us in our, our will. Like, thank God we have a will, you know, to do the things um, that he wants us to do. We're not just robots, you know, just doing anything. You know, like, God gave us a will, so it involves us using that, all right? But everything I just talked about, everything I just talked about, being the foreknew, the predestined, the called, the justified, the glorified, has nothing to do with us. It's already happened. It's already taken care of. It's already solidified, Okay, so this is this is the reason why we don't have to strive anymore, because we already have the truth. The truth is um, that it's a free gift and we can't lose it. All right. It's already been given to us. Okay, so that's the first point. Our second point um, is the circumstance does not change your identity. 
All right, so the circumstance does not change your identity. No matter what um, you walked in here with, um, what, no matter what rocky relationship you might be in or marriage you might be in, no matter what illness you might have walked in here with, all right, no matter what mistakes you might have walked in here with um, or you're going to do in the future, your circumstance, whatever this thing is, does not determine your identity, okay? Your identity is already solidified, all right? And what's your identity, okay? Your identity, because we are called, we are chosen, all right? We are chosen people. We are adopted, all right? It's literally like God came, the Father came to the orphanage, and we were all sitting here just like this, and he came and he picked us. I'm going to come down here. He came and he picked us one by one. He said, I choose you. 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 Out of um, orphanhood, okay? We are adopted into sons and, and sonship and daughtership, okay? That's our identity. We are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. The creator of the universe is our father. Thank you, Jesus. Creator of the universe is our father, okay? So because of this, this is great. All right. <laughs> liking this. This is great. Okay, because of this, sorry. Um, thank you, Jesus. He chose us one by one, intimately. He knew us from the beginning, all right? If he foreknew us, he knew us from the beginning, and then we were glorified. So he, he literally sees you in, from the beginning, from when you were created in your mother's womb, before you were even created, and he sees you the other side when you were glorified in your glorified state in heaven. He sees all of that, okay? Um, John, you can come up um, but as I close, but he sees all these things, and this is why it's so important for us to understand that all things work together for our good, because no matter the circumstance, God's love and word still remains true, okay? His word is still true. He is still true. He is still God is love. He's still love, all right? And he is wor- he's working it out for our good. He's doing the work. It does, Paul says it every time. He says, um, for those he foreknew, he foreknew, he predestined. Then he called, he justified, he glorified. You had nothing. We had nothing to do with it. It was the love of the Father. It was the love of the Father that we um, are where we are right now. All right, so I want to share a story with you. Um, and this story comes from one of my uh, favorite artists. He's a rapper. His name's Andy Minio. Um, and he talked about this in one of his uh, songs at the end. Um, the song's called Lost. And he's been going through some, some crap, you know, like we all do. He's been going through some crap in, our, in his life. Um, stuff he probably doesn't even want to go through. But um, he talked about this. He said he was um, about to board a plane um, in LGA, which is an airport in New York. Um, and he remembers it being just like, cloudy, gloomy, thunderstorming, like, it was crazy, like, it was just so dark, um, and he didn't even think the, the plane was going to take off, um, and as he was coming, as he was uh, going onto the plane, um, the pilot came on and said, uh, you know, like, brace yourselves, like, there's going to be turbulence, um, and he said, he started going up, and it, the plane was shaking, and it was rattling, all the stuff we don't want to happen when we're on a plane was happening um, to him. Um, and he was going through the clouds, and all this stuff was happening. But then he said, he came up over those storm clouds. And then he said, it looked like California. He said the sun was so bright. He said the sun was so, uh, it, was just, it was just there. It was so bright. It was so beautiful. 
Um, and he's, he said that it al- he almost forgot that the son even existed. Because of the circumstance that he was going through, he almost forgot that the son even existed. That this thing that gives us heat, you know, gives us life, he forgot for a moment that it even existed. And I think it's this analogy, the story just, I don't know, just fits perfect because like, this is our lives. When we're going through those clouds and it's shaky, you know, and we're like, what, Lord, what are you doing? You know, it's God, Jesus, God saw us. He foreknew us in our mother's womb, right? And he knows us in our glorified state in heaven. He sees all those things. So he's saying, just keep going. Keep going. You know, I, he sees the other side of those clouds. He sees the other side of the clouds. He sees the sun. He sees the sunlight. He sees everything. So whatever you walked up, walked in here with today, all right, whatever illness, whatever uh, bad mistake you made, whatever relationship you might be in that needs love from the, from the Lord, God knows it. He sees it. And it's, it's him that's working it out. It's him that's working it out, okay? So don't, I just want to, I just want challenges. Don't let our, I don't want to let our circumstances um, try to take us away from who we are. We are beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's who we are. That's it. That's it. All right? So whatever we're going through doesn't matter. All right? Paul talks about this. He says, he says it earlier in Romans, but um, nothing is, is going, and nothing can compare to what um, the glory that we're going to experience, you know, later on. You know, the glory that we're going to experience. And God sees that glory. And he's with you through the circumstance. He's with you in the pain. He's with you in the trial. He's with you when you feel like you're about to crash and you're about to fall. But, I, Lord, I, I want to be a people that will take the risk even though there's a fear of falling. Even though there's a fear of being in this plane and it might crash. All right? But we, but God is still faithful. If the plane crashes, God is still faithful. We're on the other side of glory with the Father. He's still faithful. Regardless. So the circumstance doesn't matter. That's why all things, everything works together for our good, for a reason. Because it's God that did the work. He's done the work. It's completed. And he's, he's so gracious to use us for his glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you.